Hey guys, welcome to Together for Good. We're glad to have you back with us. We're picking up in the conversation of part two of frequently asked questions that Melody and I get about forgiveness. So we'll just pick up the conversation right where we left it off last week. Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. Here's a big question. Yeah. This one's for you because you have spent a good bit of time wrestling with this. How do I forgive myself? That, that's a kind of a, a, a bit of a trick question. We can work on it two different ways. There's you know what we know to be true spiritually, right? And then we what we know emotionally. There's two different components here. So I, I'll walk into both of those. From a spiritual side, um, we have this bent that's part of our human makeup that we believe that um, it can't be it can't be all grace. There has to be some payment on on my on my part mm. to make something right, right? Mm. So I Maya have culpa. to I yeah, I have to endure Community so much service. yeah, so much penance. <laughs> right? <time. laughs> right. I, there's so I got to go through so many things mm-hmm. in order to deserve mm-hmm. forgiveness. The mm-hmm. problem is that is completely contrary to the teachings of Jesus. We don't earn our salvation. We don't earn grace. We don't earn grace. It can't. Those are two oxymorons. Earning grace. It can't, it can't be done. Well, it's one oxymoron, but it is two words. You're right. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, grammar nerd just came. <laughs> you called me lazy. Uh, <laughs> Had to get you back. Yeah, well, there you go. That's not forgiveness. There you go. <laughs> um, so when we, when we embrace the reality that it's all grace... Why am I going to hold myself to a standard that's higher than the standard to mm. which God holds me? Mm. And it also comes back to who am I? Go back to the affirmations that we talked about uh, earlier. The affirmations, I am in Christ. I am loved. I am accepted. I am fully embraced. There's nothing I can do to make God love me more. There's nothing I can do to make God love me less. Mm. And my l- listen, God's approval of me was no greater before my failure than it was after because my behavior, my actions, my choices weren't a part of that equation. Don't ever forget, when when Jesus died on the cross, every one of our sins were future tense. Mm. Every one of them. So why is it that I feel like I mm. have to? That's a spiritual reality that we got to wrestle with. Listen, that's I, really good. I'm, I'm I'm blessed to be in a a, a community of men that we um, we tell the truth about ourselves. It's um it's one of the most special things that's ever been a part of my life. Absolutely. But there's one of our guys. He's like, you know, I get the fact that Jesus died on the cross. I get the fact that he paid for my sin. I get the fact that that gives me um, eternal life. I can, I, I, can, I can make that mental ascent. Here's my problem, is that it's all grace. That there's nothing that I can do to earn God's favor. Mm. And, and, and that is a, 
a real leap for some of us, even those of us who will make that statement theologically. But when it comes down to living that out practically, that's really hard. So if you're going to forgive yourself, first of all, stop holding yourself to a standard that God's not holding you to. That's really good. Um, On the emotional side, the psychological side, if you will, um, forgiving yourself is tough. It really is because you see the damage. You see the impact of your choices. So here's here's what I'll suggest. Number one, be gentle with yourself. Um, not to try to minimize that impact and that damage. That's not the point. Um, but just understand that you're just not that powerful <laughs> to ruin people's lives. <laughs> I mean that that that's that's a powerful thing to say. I mean, I just ruined everybody's life. Well, I'm not suggesting that the choices that you made didn't have impact on their life, but let's just let's just go ahead and take some air out of that balloon. I don't know that you're going to dictate the the end from the beginning for them. Hmm. Does that make sense? Hmm. Am I out of line there? I don't know. I'm, I'm processing it as you go. I'm looking I, at your face. And yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, I think it depends on the offense. Um, some some of our grievous offenses do completely change the direct the trajectory of some people's lives. Un- understood. So I think that's why you're seeing my but face that, go. Okay, okay. But let me ask you this: Is that good or bad? I don't know what you're saying. Is that good or bad? Was that is that event is that event going to ultimately is that event going to be a good thing in their life or a bad thing in their life? Because God can take that. Oh, man, yeah. And he can make that the springboard oh, for we, incredibly great things. Oh, yeah. We've often said the thing that you think is the worst thing that could ever happen to you can sometimes become the best thing. Even those people that have... He uses everything. Even things that were not of our choosing. Right. Right? So I, what, I'm, what I'm suggesting with that is I'm not powerful enough to... I mean, it's really kind of a, a narcissistic, I, yeah, right. self-centered, I, the world is all about me. I figured that's and, where you were going. Yeah, right. So it's not all about you. Right. You're not the center of the universe. Right. And you're just not that powerful. Right. Not again, again, not to take away you, the responsibility for the choices that you have made. Right. But it's one of those things of, you know what, that's their story. And God will engage in their story. And he will take something that awful and make it that beautiful. Right. Just trust him with that. I love that. So, um, as that, we're talking, a, those, those are a few thoughts. On as we're talking yourself. about forgiving ourselves, I'm pretty sure that one of our big dogs needs to forgive themselves for snoring during our <laughs> podcast because I think it's Jazz over there. One of the dogs is over there just snoring her head off, and we're boring her. Hopefully, you're not snoring <laughs> while we talk. Um, but Dan, when it comes to forgiving ourselves, I think. We don't want to feel the depth of that shame. And shame, by the way, is not healthy. And we don't want to feel the depth of the shame. So one of the things I've noticed is sometimes we tend to go to one of two unhealthy Mm -hmm. uh, extremes. One unhealthy extreme is just complete self-loathing, self-deprecation, fetal position. I can't can't do anything in life because I'm so crippled by what I did. And then the other extreme, which is not healthy, is you stuff it and you don't let yourself feel it because you're like, I, I just, you know... Oh, it's fine. I'm over it. You should be over it. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it reminds me of something that an incredible therapist helped us with 
in a time when we were seeking um, to come back together mm-hmm. um, in our relationship after a grave offense. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not like you never talk about it again. There were times that I would be triggered and I would be affected. There are still times. Mm-hmm. It's and very need, rare now, but it happens. And I need to talk about it, and I need to cry about it. And right. and he walked us through what that can look like mm-hmm. and what kind of posture you could have, but also kind of what you could tell yourself while it was going on. You want to share just the tiniest little bit about whenever yeah. I would need to emotionally throw up? But I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember. Well, basically... He told you to hold the bucket, right. hold the towel on my head. But what do I tell myself? Make yourself a bigger... And then you tell yourself that this is healthy for me. Yeah. You don't have to do and say all over again what you... That this is goes more back. about right. my journey. That goes back to what, forgiving. what I was saying as it relates to... That's your story. It is. And it's not a, it's not a um, disconnect, an unhealthy disconnection. Right. But, but your underst- posture was interesting. It's, it's, it's a posture of humility and right. brokenness. Because if you ever came back at me like, you should be over this. Why in the world are we talking right. about this again? That's right. Every siren and whistle would go off in That's my right. head of, oh, we're not in a good place. Right. But you know, I don't mean that I was that I was yelling and screaming and throwing things at you. I was, you know, I was mm-hmm. crying and I was processing and and you would say things to me like this, Melody. My actions caused this. The reason you're feeling the way you're feeling right now is because I made those decisions and, and, and I am so sorry and I yeah. regret that. Yeah. Tell me about how you're feeling. Right. And it usually wasn't a long thing, and I would tell you, and we'd move on. Here's here's what I want to make sure everybody that's that's tuning in today, that they don't do. Well, we don't have Dan and Melody's story, which is true. I pray I pray to God that you don't have our story. <laughs> Holla. But um but you still have you a, <laughs> but you still have a story. Mm-hmm. There are guys out there that you are um, consistently impatient with your wife. You are, I'll even go so far as to say, emotionally disconnected, at times even emotionally abusive with your words. You say things that cut. You've never lifted a hand to your wife, but you have cut her in ways. And by the way, vice versa, gals gals that you've cut your husband in ways that you would never do with a physical knife. Mm. So here's here's the thing. These steps of forgiveness and these questions of can I, you know, how do I forgive myself? Well, first of all, where's your awareness? Are you aware of the damage that you've done? Once you have that level of awareness, it's not until then that you can move beyond that. Hmm. So I'm, I want to make sure I'm very clear. I'm not suggesting. I have a question about that. I'm, yeah, I'm not suggesting that we blow it off as if it didn't happen Mm-mm. nor am i suggesting that we i love what you talk about self-loathing and basically fetal position contemplating your navel that's not helpful Mm-mm. either it's a healthy balance of self-awareness of what i did had impact yes um and instead of focusing on where we've been we're going to focus on where we're going to go i love that I love that. So as we wrap up this question, how do I forgive myself? I want to propose. Mm -hmm. I want to propose that more than forgiving myself, what I'm actually doing is I'm accepting God's forgiveness. So as as I say, I'm I'm terrible. I'll never get I'll never get past this. Why did I do this? I'm just going to keep doing it. No. Mm -hmm. What I do is I shift the thinking and I say, 
wait a second, who am I in Christ? I'm forgiven in Christ. I was forgiven before I committed the sin. Mm -hmm. I was forgiven on Calvary when he died for me. Okay, so who am I? I'm forgiven. It's not even a matter of me forgiving myself. It's really just living in the forgiveness that I've received. Does that make sense? Well, and being, when when you move into an acceptance of the grace, not only the cross, but the power of a resurrected life that not only you know one of the things we talked about is you know can people change and we'll get into that here in just a second i think the answer is yes but embracing grace and shunning shame Mm. because shame isn't helpful shame is not the same as repentance right repentance is where you understand what i did was wrong and it had impact and I'm willing to, I, I take full responsibility for that. There's no, but this, what about that? N- 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 none of that. Mm. It's all about taking full responsibility for the choices that I made in order to move forward in a healthy uh, relationship. That's powerful. It's all about moving forward. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. All right. This next question um, Let me get back to it because I had a text message come through. This next question is, honestly, just the question kind of brings a lump in my throat Mm -hmm. and it makes makes my heart rate rise a little bit. What is the line between enabling and forgiving? Mm -hmm. What is the line between enabling and forgiving? One of the two people at this table is um, a little more prone to enabling. And you're listening to her right now. <laughs> I I do have the tendency to nurture that can bleed over into coddling, that can bleed over into enabling. And the older I get and the more brave I am to really look at myself for for who I am and what my innate tendencies are, I see it more and more all the time. Um, and it's something that I don't want to be okay with just, oh, that's just how I am. It's something that I always want to be growing in. Um, and I want to be growing in it in my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I want to be growing in it in my relationship with our children who, good grief, they're all adults now. But guess what? You can enable adult children too. Sure. But forgiveness and enablement are two different things. They are two different things. And so how can you know when you're doing a healthy thing and when you're doing an unhealthy thing. Right. We could talk about this a long, long, yeah. long time. Yeah, and we may. <laughs> <laughs> and we may. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'll tell you. Let me tell you one of the biggest, biggest litmus, litmus, easy for you to say, litmus tests for me, to know whether I'm enabling uh, versus forgiving. If I'm enabling, I don't want to talk about it. If I'm enabling and something is happening, let's just say between us, um, let's say I feel, whether I have or not, but let's say I feel as though I have been offended mm-hmm. in some way, mm-hmm. then if I'm going to enable, I'm going to stuff it under the rug. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to ignore it. Right. Um, you better believe I'm enabling then. Why? Well, because I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want anything to change in my status quo. I want everybody to be happy, so I'm just not going to talk about it. How does that work it. for you? Oh, my goodness. It's terrible because it just builds and builds. It's that bomb you talked about. You stuff the bomb. You stuff the bomb you stuff the bomb and then one tiny little offense happens and it all comes out and you're like wait a minute that reaction does not match the offense what's going on and it's because i've been stuffing it's because i've been yeah enabling and, and even even 
with that, there, there's there's the step into codependency, which codependency is simply where you're defining your worth, value, and significance from something outside of yourself. It's mm, good, uh, and, and definitely outside of a, whole a, other of, podcast. A, of a relationship with with Christ, right? Mm. So, one of the challenges that Melody and I have had is um, specifically, and I'll speak for Melody, is Melody defining her worth, value, and significance based upon how she thinks I view her. So her her worth, value, and significance is coming from me as opposed to coming from her. So well, one of the, God put a great big bomb to that in right, our lives, yeah, didn't he? Did. I mean, he really did. He, he did. chased me down and said, yeah. Melody, no. Yeah, and, and so what, what has happened with with that that healing is no longer... Uh, Melody is is more and more comfortable with her, her own skin, and that allows her to enter into forgiveness from a more healthy position as opposed to an unhealthy position. It does, and I and I and I and I try very, I strive very hard to seek the Lord's enablement in not letting any one person control the right. trajectory of my day. Right. Does that make sense? So you know something can happen at home in the morning. And I can take it with me to work for the entire day and everybody pays the price. Or something can happen at home in the morning and I can say, okay, we're going to table that. We'll talk about it later. But I refuse to let an event color my entire day. Right. Um, it's a really great way to know that I'm living in forgiveness. And it's a really great way to know that I'm not enabling. Um, I'm able to say, okay, clearly a line was crossed. This is not okay. This is a boundary. This is not okay. Let's talk about it now or later, but let, we need to talk about it. If we don't talk about it now, it's going to fester, and it's going to become a staph infection, and it's going to require hospitalization versus a Band-Aid and some Neosporin, if that. Well, I mean, it, again, I think in, in our story, um, and there were a lot of people who were um, highly critical of you that because um, it really goes back to the question of um, how many times you forgive. How often are you forgiven? And I'll, I'll refer back to some of the things we've talked about. Forgiveness does not require reconciliation. doesn't require it. But you're really going to have a hard time having the reconciliation without forgiveness. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and so the, the enablement is when you, um, you, do, you allow the bad behavior, you allow the offense to continue without any confrontation. And, and confrontation may not even be the right word. Um, maybe it's the right word. I think it's the right yeah, word. Yeah, I mean, you you have to deal with... But here's where it's... Is, again, most of you are not struggling with these big major offenses like what Melody and I walked through. So I want to make sure that you understand, many times for, for couples, it's a death by a thousand cuts. Absolutely. So... You know, you're there was a, oh, you there was spoke a to me impatiently again. You rolled your eyes again. There was you were late again to something that was important. You spent too much on the credit card. It's those things. There was an expectation that was unmet. Mm. Um, you said that we were going to have sex and we didn't. Right. You said you were going to fix dinner and you didn't. You said you were going to take out the trash and you didn't. You know, all of those are the kind of little things. In you like, said you'd be home by 9 o'clock and right, you weren't. Right, right. And what ends up happening is those stack up and then go back to what we talked about, self-betrayal. Now, in order for, it becomes a downward, downward cycle. Mm. In order for me to justify where I am, I have to make you to be awful. Mm. And when you're not awful, here's what's, what's really staggering, and this is true. When you're not awful, I'm disappointed. <laughs> 
When you but, said that earlier, when we were getting ready, yeah, I was like, "Wait, yeah. what?" So, so I have, I have this, this, <laughs> this narrative, right? Where we have this dance, where, again, we used earlier the illustration of uh, Melody is lazy, right? Quote unquote. I'm air quoting this, but this Melody is lazy. So, guess what happens when Melody's not lazy? <laughs> I'm disappointed <laughs> because now my my mechanism by which i can justify my laziness or my impatience or whatever it is that i need to make not so bad all of a sudden i've lost my ammunition yeah or here's even better <laughs> she'll she'll do what she needs to do and she'll do it in a timely manner boy you cut that close didn't you <laughs> right you are terrible human being you do it too <laughs> And don't act well, like you don't. Or, or you're just saying that because I asked you to. Like it, you yes. can't win. Right, right, right. You don't. You don't. You you don't take the trash. If you would just take the trash out, so you start taking the trash out. Well, you you're did. just doing this because I asked you to. That's ex- that's a perfect example. God can't win. <laughs> it's a perfect example, and and that that fits into that whole area of self deception. Long story short. Um, Let's go back to the enablement. We kind of got off that track for a second. Enablement is um, a part of codependency, right? Um, and all of us have some tendency, I believe, toward codependency. We care what other people think. We do. I like the way Brene Brown says this. Let's just admit it. Don't, don't say, I don't care what people think. It's not true. It's, what we have to do is we can't allow what everybody thinks to be important, <laughs> right? Right. So for me, I care what you think. Number one, I know that you have my best interest in mind. But at the same time, you don't get to define my worth, value, and significance. Mm. All the way back to the garden. Mm. I believe Adam was taking his ultimate questions of, do I have what it takes? Am I really a man? Guess who he's taking that to? Eve. To Eve. And that's not a question that was made for Eve. Man, that's so good. And, and nor was the question that the woman asked of, am I beautiful? Am I am I lovely? Am I captivating? Do I capture your attention? I love John Eldridge and Stacey Eldridge. And, and all of that, all of that is is really great resources in their, in their in their work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't made to answer that question for you, Melody. That's so and true. And you weren't made to answer that question for me. I spent so many years of our marriage taking my questions yeah. of value and self-worth to you. Yeah. And it was, it was that dysfunctional. That didn't go well. It was dysfunctional. Yeah. And, in, and actually, that is enablement. Mm. How do you mean that? Well, I was enabled. If, if I am propping that up for you... Ah. Then I am enabling uh, that um, that model, right. that dance. If you validate the thing of yes, I am the one that gives you your voice, <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. That is yeah. enablement. You're exactly right. So, um, you know, there's some thoughts on forgiveness. Um, a lot that we've dropped out there. Here's what we want to invite you to. Um, we'd love to enter this journey with you. Some of you are really, really struggling, and again, it it doesn't have to be the big story like Dan and Melody have experienced it. It can be that death by a thousand cuts, like I mentioned. Um, would you mind reaching out to us? Uh, click on our contact page. There's any number of ways to get to us. Um, my cell phone number is on the website. Um, shoot Mine me a text. Yeah, well, shoot <laughs> shoot me a text. Um, Please. We're so honored to have you as a part of our tribe and um, look forward to seeing you next time on Together for Good. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. 
Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.